Welcome to episode nine of Young Hearts Run Free podcast. I'm John Cassidy, and I'm joined again, as normal, by Stephen Watt. Hello, Stephen. Hello, everyone. Hello. Right, last time we spoke about a number of things. Um, we spoke about me finishing the virtual Great Glen, and then we were speaking about you going to do the virtual Lakeland 50. So that will be our main focus for chat today. As well as, we're also going to talk about Maybe the big news this week is that Garland's went down. I'll talk a wee bit about that. Um, we'll also do Race or Not, a little quiz that we'll do later on. Um, but primarily, we're going to focus on the Lake 150. So let's talk about that. You were down in the lakes um, last week. Yeah. How did it go? Yeah, it was, it was good. First time that I've really been down in the lakes to stop for more than you know just passing through type thing and um, yeah. actually staying down there so uh, really beautiful part of the world to be honest um quite a lot of people have discovered that though so it was pretty busy <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course the lockdown the lockdown being eased in england as well yep there's a lot of what's well, eased here too but a lot of, there's a lot of movement and a lot of people driving to beauty spots isn't there definitely definitely i, I, I mean i don't know if anybody listening has been down south over the last few weeks or whatever, but I noticed a big change in attitude down there compared to up here, you know, just in terms of life's pretty much as normal. Which is a bit is weird. it really? Hmm. See, you're the first person I can that's, that's been abroad. I'm always a pioneer. Always a pioneer. Ah. Um, but aye, no, it's just like, you know, we stopped it, as you often do, we stopped at Gretna on the way down for... Mm-hmm. A wee skeck about and at that outlet village there it was all really pretty strict you know you had security folk telling you what way to walk and all that stuff masks mandatory and then you know we, then we went we went to carlisle to stop and get some supplies and it's pretty much just normal again it's like five miles away <laughs> Aye, madness, isn't it? I know, so there, there was a real different attitude towards it and um, found it quite heavy bit of unnerving. Do you know what I mean? It's I like, get that. What he's what doing? See, I'm still <laughs> getting used to them. I'm still getting used to them lifting the, the one-way stickers in Tesco's. That freaks me out a bit. I quite liked the one-way stickers in Tesco's. I did. I felt like I was running an ultra, so... Do you know, I could follow the stickers like as if it was a route map. <laughs> and some folk never stuck to that either, did they? Went a bit off piste as oh, well. Oh, so, that was but... that was a bugbear um, early in lockdown of mine. I, I, t- I took a wee couple of counselling sessions to, to get over that and just how other people were behaving. But um, I definitely. Myself. But, down, <laughs> but, but down south, aye, back to life as it was before. That's a wee, I don't think I'm ready for that yet, to be honest. So, no, I know. Anyway, so anyway, sorry, we're, we're aye, already. we did, we did, we did, but I thought it was worth pointing out some commentary on the, the situation there. So, yeah, no, down in the Lake District, we're staying in the North Lakes, um, which for anybody who's familiar with that area is nearer to Keswick, the, the town of Keswick, which I'd never been to, um, famous for being the starting and finishing point of the Bob Graham Round. Okay, so for folk that didn't care about the Bob Graham round, do you want to do a wee bit of chat about it? What it is? 
Well, you're the expert on the Bob Graham round because I know that you've got it on your radar, so maybe you <laughs> Well, the Bob Graham round is it's 42, 42 hills in the lakes, the Bob Graham round. Um, it's 66 miles long and it's just shy of 27,000 feet climbing. Thank you. Um, it's named after Bob Graham. There you go. That's what it's called, the Bob Graham round. So there's been a challenge and it's the, the records have been set for a long, well, there's been folks setting records on it for a long, long time. And the challenge is to get round that 66 miles and 42 hills as fast as you can. And the big feat, there's been a big thing this year about FKTs, isn't there? Fastest yeah. known times. Um, you sent me a photograph on Monday of you finishing the Bob Graham round. Um, I did. Oh, sorry, at the finish of the Bob Graham round. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't go very, very good pose of nearly finishing. It's a bit touching the, the door of Moot Hall, which is where it starts and finishes, isn't it? So. Yeah, and that's in the the high street. I don't know if it's even called the high street of Keswick. Yeah. It, it kind of dominates the high street because it's plonked right in the middle of it in a sort of square bit. So this, the door, the front door of Moot Hall is, is the starting and finishing point of the, the Bob Graham round. So quite an iconic photo opportunity. Um, I didn't actually touch the door. I'll maybe wait. A few, save that. Save that for some, maybe, who knows. So, um, yeah. Um, so we're staying near Keswick, which is quite iconic. Quite a, I'd, I'd probably maybe say it's the kind of trailsy running capital in the UK. Yeah, so so just for, I have no idea about this, the Lakeland 50, mm-hmm. where does that, does that, where does that start and finish then? Is it in that area? Yeah. N- n- no, really, no. The, the Lakeland 50 doesn't run through Keswick. It starts at place called Dalmain House, which is just at the northern point of Ulswater. Um, Ulswater is like the first lake that you come to if you're travelling down to Scotland, basically. You come off at Penrith and, you know, Ulswater is maybe eight miles. And, and, and um, So the starting point is sort of northeast of the lakes at Dalmain House. Um, for the 50, this is, and then you, you run... Um, when you're doing the Lakeland 50, you're not hitting the summits, you know, so although it's got a, a fair scalp of elevation in it, just because of the topography of the land, good word there, mm-hmm. uh, the, you're not actually hitting the, the fell tops, so, um, and it runs from Dalmain House through Ambleside, which is probably the Okay, that's the, the top of Lake Windermere, and then finishes in a place called Coniston. Right. Okay. So yeah, um, we I, I, I'd maybe hope to get some time on the trail, but um, the actual route, but it didn't quite work just with family activities, etc. So I did manage a good few runs round about Keswick and stuff, which was, was really the, the 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 running trail running hill running fell running possibilities just seemed endless it's like playground you know you're mm. like oh i'll be back <laughs> Type uh, feel. Oh, well you will be back we're going back next year to do of course that. we are and i'm glad that you've done that you, you know where it starts and finishes i'm I, I I even heading for keswick there you go <laughs> very good chance of that so yeah we'll be yeah. back next year but I, I totally get what you're saying it is a bit of a runners or walkers paradise isn't it yeah Yep, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, maybe because I hadn't spent any time there and 
you kind of under underestimate the hills or the fells or whatever like that, you know, in terms of ah, that it's not quite as rugged as or high as Scotland type thing. Mm. Pretty much, pretty much is. <laughs> and Aye. you know, and it's also can we we back, we do bang on about Scotland being beautiful and all that jazz, which of course it is. But I was quite I was quite taken by the Lake District. Mm-hmm. Nice, so, yeah. Yeah. I've I've only I must admit I've only ever driven through it. I've never really stopped. Well, we stayed at a place a few few years back, but I wasn't interested really in the outdoors then, to be honest. So um, yeah, it's a bit of discovering I've got to do as well. Yeah, there yeah, is no. life. There is life outside of Scotland. Aye, on occasion. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it, it was great to be able to kind of do that almost a wee bit of off route wrecking. Um, you know, just to appreciate and appraise the the land, so to speak. Um, the place we were staying at was on the northern side of um, a hill called Skidaw. Yeah. Um, which kind of dominates the skyline down there. Um, so it's kind of it's a famous hill, isn't it? Yeah, I think I did look at it. It's maybe the sixth sixth highest point in England. Right, so. Okay. No, it's over Monroe height. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's over three thousand foot. So um, yeah, it's quite a um, good looking hill. I like good looking hills, John. Well, you're you're surrounded by them where you are, in uh-huh. the in the lovely land of Ochterard. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you're not telling me nothing about your running fifty miles. I know, I know because like last time well, we spoke, you had a sore ankle. I did. My, my ankle's been saying it. So so I rested my ankle for ten days. Up until last Monday, we're on Sunday the day, so today's the last day of the Lakeland 50. Um, so I had 10 days, but ankle was still giving me jip, to be honest. Um, so I ran on Monday and I just did a kind of easy-ish nine-mile road run um, just to see how the ankle was be- behaving. And the first couple of miles, it was pretty sore, to be honest, but it kind of wears off. Anybody who's been injured will maybe be able to relate to this. Sometimes when you go for a run with an injury, it wears off after a mile, two miles or whatever like that because you start getting used to it. Okay, it's not that the injury's yeah. gone away. You start accepting that, okay, that's a pain I can handle or nah, that's too sharp a pain I'm going to stop. So it was a handle. I could handle the niggle, so to speak. Yeah. But it wasn't comfy. It takes away from the um, enjoyment of the run because you've just got a wee nag in your head. So I was, I, I did take a couple of painkillers, a couple of paracetamol just to... Um, try and numb the pain a wee bit. Um, sometimes it, it could be tic tacs that I'm taking. To be honest, um, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, it's more in the head. So anyway, I, I managed the night a nine mile on Monday. Felt all right, but it was a road run. Um, which, although the views were nice, the running on the road wasn't that nice. So I think on the Tuesday, on the Tuesday, I did an eight mile run I'm actually just checking back to see to see what I did um oh yeah no Tuesday did a really nice run we headed over to the um, the coast to the Solway you know, Solway Firth I suppose um on, on the east coast so maybe about a 30 minute drive from where we were staying and we went to a place a couple of sort of remote beaches um, and I'd taken so like a family trip so I'd taken my running stuff with a intentions that whilst they were 
doing other things, I'd go for a run, squeezing it in when I could. So I went for an eight-mile run along a coastal path to a place called St Bee's Head, uh, which was absolutely stunning. It was an absolutely gorgeous day. It was like blue skies and it was mm-hmm. warm. There must be, when I say warm, maybe 20, 21 degrees or something like that. Um, but it was warm, but it was cracking, really cracking running along the coast. It was just an out and back, four mile out, four mile back um, to a point that I'd clocked um, and it was brilliant um, although the trail was it was definitely you had to concentrate on it because it was you know up in Dooney and a bit rocky in places but it was also quite busy with walkers and it was quite narrow mm. and what time of day were you there then lunchtime so all right so busy aye aye so it was it was so I was having to shout coming through because there was no real place to go other than maybe doing the cliffs <laughs> and there's a bit of there's a bit of etiquette there as well isn't there about yeah, letting there folk ken and you're coming some folk will shout on your left or on your right or but coming through works as well as long as you're making a noise i know it's like the ringing your bell on your bike isn't it oh that's a whole other podcast right maybe it's something that you know some runners need is is a bell. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. I think that could be something that we could like patent. Definitely, aye. A running bell. So I, I, I give the, the old feet a scuff. Aye, right. Well, what I found used to work, but now it scares folk is a wee cough. Just be a cough, but now you can't do that now with the COVID thing. Of course. There's folk jump at the road. Aye, um, well, <laughs> but I, I kind of, I'm a lot more conscious of it because of the COVID. And I, I try and get an audible warning from further away. So it would be changing yeah. in my um, behaviour there. Just ah, it's, just a, it's just a common courtesy, isn't it? To... And some folk appreciate it. Other folk give you the dirtiest of looks. Aye. As if they say, what the f- are you doing? Aye, with I Anyway, let's get run. It's a good run, but there was a few people, and then as I run past them, I'm like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Just didn't want to give you a fright, you know. And you're looking for a wee bit of camaraderie back. Most folk are kind of give you a thumbs up or whatever, but there's some. some well, I've asked, I've asked, I had a woman a couple of weeks ago say thank you to me for ringing my bell on my bike because not a lot of folk do that now, you know. A lot of folk didn't hear bell on my bike. Aye. So people do appreciate it, but no. Sorry, some people appreciate it. Others feel you're in their road, so. What I think I'll maybe do is, like, get one of these bonnets that's got, like, a police siren on top. And I could just press a button in my hand just as I'm coming Yay! up. Yay! Right, there, there we go. That's coming, it. Coming to a web store near you soon. <laughs> so, anyway, that was a great run. That, a wee bit of change of scene. And then on Wednesday morning, I was that hill that I spoke about earlier, Skidaw, had kind of been winking at me. Mm-hmm. Come up to the top of my summit. <laughs> 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 it was speaking to me. Do you know, I was, every time I was driving past it, I was going, Ooh, look at me, I'm looking really, really nice today, am not I? <laughs> 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 so on Wednesday morning, I decided to... Um, get up at the um, crack of dawn and go run and, and did a loop up and round the um, Skidaw, which was was brilliant because you get that real 5am smug feeling that everybody else is sleeping and you're away doing something a wee bit of mere. 
Adventurous, that's the word. Right. I'm looking at your photographs now that you took uh-huh. that, that day. Maybe you'll use them as the image, the image, or one of them as the image for the podcast. Absolutely stunning. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Well, that's more to do with the photographer rather than the landscape. Right, of course. But, I yeah. Use, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use that one at the trig point. I'm not using that. But, uh, <laughs> that's the worst of them all. Um, no, so found like a, a nice nine mile loop and it had just over 3,000 foot of climb or so in. Mm-hmm. Really good, really, really quite, enjoyable. Some quite narrow ridges though, yeah? Yeah, but no narrow enough that you're kind of crapping your pants. Ah, you're not going to feel threatened by it. No, 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 okay, and there was enough, but they, they looked pretty stunning, do you know, and then the photos that I took, they, I'll, I'll We'll use a photo up on the podcast photo um, of it. Or you can check out more on my own Instagram account. Definitely. What in Perth. Um, so, no, it was it was a cracking route. And I actually found a route on a website called Mud and Roots, mm-hmm. which I'd, I'd give a shout out to because it is a, a, a website that I stumble across quite a bit when when I'm doing a bit of recce and, and it, um, for potential routes. Um, and the beauty of it is that you can download the GPX file from the website and export it or import it, whatever you want to do, on your watch. So you I've never heard, uh, every day is a learning day. I've never heard of that. Modern really? Yeah. And you can then just use your watch almost like a sat-nav. So you're basically running the route. So a really unfamiliar part of the world for me. A hill that I wanted to run, but you sometimes lack that wee bit of confidence in what's the route, what if I go off track, what if I get lost, whatever like that. So having this almost sat-nav built into your watch, which um, is a a real bonus. So any time that I did veer off the intended route, even if it was by five metres, my watch tells me. Yeah, you hate to go to your right a wee bit, pal, just to get back on the route. And you go back to your right five metres and it beeps to say you're back on route. Brilliant. That's another wee thing. I'm, I'm just adding it to my favourites right now. Um, that's another thing that um, I've never I've never done. I saw them, a GPX on my watch. I've never, I've never ever done that. So that would be first for me. We need to start thinking about that. We'll talk more about watches in a wee while. Actually, yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, let's go back to your run. Yeah, did all. But that was the highlight of the week, and I was keen to do a run that was going to challenge me a wee bit more because I'm conscious that a 50 mile week, as such, is you know, not a regular thing for me when you if I look back at it. But it's you know, it's no up in it things too much for a normal training week. Um, yeah. but I was keen to participate in the virtual event to support the event etc and stuff um, but the, the Skidor run gave me a wee bit more of a challenge and felt more like you know demanding on the body than just an average run so that's how I'd kind of mm-hmm. also built in as well but it was it was great highlight of the week definitely was was that and back at where we were staying um, with the family by you know quarter past eight having you know done that really great loop Seen some great sights and everyone's still asleep. I agree for your bed. No, no, it, it energises you, doesn't it? You get it's the opposite effect when you do something like that. It's not until later on that it, it, it kind of you start getting tired. That's me anyway. So that yeah, was yeah. 
the week. And then, but on the Thursday, which would be in the fourth run, my ankle was sore. And so, to be honest, I did Thursday, Friday, Saturday's run with a wee bit of discomfort on my on my ankle, and more so than I'd want. But I was keen to get it done. So. Breeze through, through the finish line yesterday on Saturday after doing a 12 miler and I must shout out I did the majority of that 12 miles with um, a, a, a running friend Sam Miller who was doing the 100 the Lakeland 100 oh, alright ok and I knew that he was doing a lap a lap called the Langtoon Loops which is an Ochter Arder which is 1.7 mile loop um, he was just running loops of that so I joined him doing that and a few other guys um, as well who, who run with us, um, there was four of us, Jamie Marshall, who did the West, virtual West Highland Way, and Drew Summerton. Um, we, we just ran round the Langton Loops with Sam, who was on day six, so he was doing 15 miles a day, um, and he was on day six, so it was 100, which finished this morning. Right, okay. So what was, your, what, was your overall, what was your overall time then? For your overall time was um, seven hours, 49 minutes. That's good going, man. 43 seconds. Be happy with that, yeah. I, I delighted. I mean, the nine miles up and down Skidaw certainly put my average pace up um, because it was quite um, arduous in places, nice and steep. Um, and downhills were pretty steep as well, which you think, oh, that's good because I can run fast down them, but they were to the point where you couldn't really run them. So quite um, technical then. Aye, no, no overlay, no overlay, but, you know, enough to just keep you dialed in so yeah it's brilliant and the Lakeland 5000 have been really really busy on their Facebook page keeping all competitors totally engaged and doing some pretty amazing stuff with their you know, live uh, although I've not been involved I've not been involved I've, I've popped up on my social media as well I've seen they were doing I don't know they were doing it daily but they were, they were putting in like an aid station People yep. look after the aid stations, and there was interviews and videos with them, and they seem to be really, they seem to be brilliant, almost to a competitive edge, I think, to for the aid stations to be the best they can be. So, yeah. no, yeah. It was, it's great. They've done brilliant, and they're finishing today, and they're they're having Facebook Live stuff and things like that. And I know that they've raised. Uh, I'd say that I'd find out who they were raising money for. I've not done it. It's terrible. Right, well, I wouldn't um, say that. But they've raised a shed load of money for, for local charities and um, yeah, so kudos to them. Although it would be hard to give kudos to them if they were on Strava just now. I will. That's, well, a, very good, that's a very good link in. Um, so your virtual 50 when are you on Strava yet? What? Up till Wednesday it is, so up till Wednesday, I think it was Thursday morning at 6am that the um, the world came in an abrupt end for a lot of people when Garmin Connects <laughs> working. Yeah, Garmin went down, didn't it? What is it? The, the whole website went down, the whole servers went down, isn't it? I think I just the hail shooting match. So for those people who listen to this that maybe are not runners, do you want to speak a bit about Garmin? Just to, just yeah, to so what we're talking about. I'd say pretty confidently that Garmin have the market share in the number of um, people who use a running watch to measure their runs and time their runs. Um, yeah, I'd confidently say that they've they've got it. There is other um, brands available, so to speak, but Garmin are the um, the market leader. Um, 
and I, I I've used Garmin products for since I started running or so, sorry since they started becoming available because they weren't available when I started running um, quite so much um, and it's quite a seamless experience you run your run your run press save on your watch it automatically transfers that activity to your phone um, through an app called Garmin Connect Garmin Connect is then linked into Strava which is the most popular activity tracking app by far I'd say um, and your your run then appears on Strava for you to add nice pictures that you took when you were running and give a wee bit of description and or some people don't do that some people do and then your friends on Strava which is in all intents and purposes are um, uh, running cycling multi-sport yeah social media platform and um, people give you thumbs up kudos or they can comment on your run saying well done, Stephen, smashed it out of the park. Yeah, but they can do that, they know. Or otherwise. So at the moment, since Thursday morning at 6am, um, the Garmin Connect has went down. And yeah. been a um, ransomware attack. So they're probably being held to ransom by some hackers in the world who are demanding their pa- palms to be crossed with, um, with gold. Yeah. To... And the whole... It's all the chat on the social media with runners, isn't it? Because people like to share the stuff on Strava. And that, gives them, that gives them their strokes, doesn't it? Their well dones and their kudos. So, yeah, yeah, people get a lot out of that. Do you know? And I, I can oh, understand why. Do you know? That's their, do you know, their motivation. That's what keeps them, do you know, ticking over. It's like share. I want to share what I'm doing. Um, and I, I get that totally. Yeah, yeah, it's a big part of it. So anybody with a Sunto or a polar watch, they'll be in a wee dance to you going, aye, I can share, I can share my stuff. But yeah. anybody with a Garmin can so. There's even a couple of guys I know who have things called Apple Watches, which right. also have an activity tracker on them. And right. you know, even people with Apple Watches are, are kind of going, ha ha to you. And that is, you know, that's like a knife in the back. Right, I wonder, on watches and times, I wonder if Beth Pascal wonder what she uses. And the reason I mentioned Beth Pascal is you mentioned that you were at the start of the Bob Graham round uh, on Monday. Yeah. On Friday, was it Friday? Beth Pascal did, she set a new record on the Bob Graham round. She ran that in 14 hours and 34 minutes. 14 hours and 34 minutes. 14 hours and 34 minutes to run 66 miles with 42 holes in there as well. Uh, quite phenomenal. Climbing is the ascent. Yeah, 26,900 feet, you know, so um, absolutely brilliant. So she said that. The men's record is held by Killian Jean May in 12 hours 52. It's quite phenomenal. So if anybody's listening that doesn't care anything about the Bob Graham round, go and do a wee Google on it and you'll find out that just this week, um, Beth Pascal set that set that record for the fastest ever women's time doing that round. And there's been a few. It, it's probably the year of FKTs. It is. Um, and just just on Beth Pascal there. Um, one massive well done, Beth. I'm sure you'll be listening. Um, but two, we did. We've done the self transcendence ultra in Perth, which is laps yeah. of the North Inch of 50k, and. Yeah. No, I think was it, I did it last year, two thousand and nine. 
Aye, that's right. Um, yeah. And Beth Pascal was running. She does, and she was. I was standing with her, her partner. Marty's name was. I stood with uh-huh. him, um, um, and we chatted a wee bit. And it turned. He was. There's all these folk are very quiet, humble people, aren't they? These uh-huh. all these older runners. But Beth then went on to, she was using that. She, does she not go on and run Western States? I'm sure she had a top five finish for a woman in, Beth, in Western she did. States. She did, um, that's right enough, yep. That's another podcast. Oh, <laughs> Talking aye. about Western States 100, that's a different thing again. Aye, but we can do an outside broadcast from it when you're running it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll... <laughs> no bother. No bother. But aye, she did. And I remember her that day and God, she was like clockwork going in the North Inch. Oh, aye. You know, Definitely. She ran past me numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, you can't how I feel. Getting past her. <laughs> right. So, aye, sorry, uh, FKT. Yeah, I think the whole lockdown has gave this big window of opportunities for people who had FKTs in their heads. Yeah, and there's a couple I'd like to mention, because um, Damien Hall this week ran the Pennine Way, set an FKT on that, which is 268 miles. He completed that in 61 hours and 34 minutes. And to give you an idea about this, this goes from a place, Edale in D- Derbyshire, to just outside the Scottish border, at a place called Kirk Yetom, I think is how you pronounce it. Right. But I think, did he do it north to south or south to north? Oh, I think he can. I think he did it north to south. I think he can. So, yep. okay, so you finished in E-Dale then. Yeah. But I, um, so he took three hours off of that. A boy, John Kelly, had done it just the week before in 64-46. So Damien Hall took uh, three hours off of that. And there's a great photograph of them both outside uh, at, at the finish. And uh-huh. I say that they, they all support each other, these guys. Although it's the, the way to set the fastest time, there's a great c- community with all the runners. And then there's closer to home, we should also mention as well, a guy we both know, James Stewart. He did the John Muir Way, which goes coast to coast across Scotland, Hillsborough to Dunbar. He did that 134 miles in 21 hours and 53 minutes. Phenomenal. Aye, brilliant runner. Again, he's a very humble guy. He's a really, really nice guy. Maybe get him on here one day to talk about that. Aye, we could. We could. Croy's finest runner. I, I Definitely. The boy for Croy. <laughs> okay, sorry. We lost lost track there a wee bit. Talking about, oh, we should also mention the Davy Wallace FKT as well. Up and down that hill. Um, Kim Potter. I'm pretty sure that isn't it. This is, this is happening because there's they need people need focuses, focal points, you know, mm. and usually those are races that they've entered. They're all, you know, they've all disappeared for obvious reasons. So the FKTs, um, there's a website, fastest known time. Google it if you want, and, and it tracks all the FKTs worldwide. And that Aye. must be getting absolutely battered. It? I must be. I, I listened to a guy who runs that website, also did a podcast, and he, they were talking about that, and a lot of their activity comes from like the Germany area, but I'm imagining, as you say, it'll be getting hammered just now, yeah. but it's great, and as much as ways that people and businesses have been very creative and innovative during this lockdown phase and how they operate, runners are doing exactly the same, you yeah. know, so they're doing Adapt. things that might have never happened before, so it's brilliant. Adapt. Yes, so, definitely. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Right. Where are we? Where are we just now? Right. We have to speak about... You've got a thing, Imaginary Ultra. Oh, no, Imaginary Ultra. That is something that popped in my head, actually, when I've been running during the week, right? And mm-hmm. I was thinking, right, so oh, this virtual running craze is brilliant because it's, it, you know, it, it, it's filling in the gaps, I feel, you know, filling yeah. in the gaps of no being able to race and until we can race again, which might be happening pretty soon because 1st of August, you know, events can start going ahead again um, so long as they meet all protocols so yeah. I, um, I, I know that the Glen Lion Ultra um, is due to take place this Saturday and um, good luck to John Robb a, a friend of mine who will be running his first ultra at it all going well um, brilliant it's that, a tough end it's a tough end is that this Saturday it is this Saturday yeah aye it's like the first August or the second August or something. Ah, because it's from the first August that they, you know, the, the licenses that they, they can start running again. So yeah, good luck to John at Glen Lyon and others Brilliant. part in that too. Um, one I've no done, but one you've done, John. So I've done it a couple of hilly bits at the second half of it. Um, aye, aye. There's a good, there's a good bray at one point, isn't there? But John's done plenty of hills. He'll um, be fine. He'll be fine. You're absolutely fine. Look forward to seeing how he gets on. But yeah, good luck, John. Good luck. Yeah. So. Virtual races, brilliant, right? But I've got one, something even better, the imaginary ultra, right? Mm-hmm. What you do is you just pretend that you've ran it, right? <laughs> right? But you get all the good things, but you didn't hate to do the bad things, right? <laughs> so you didn't hate to suffer or any of that stuff, but you can eat and as much as you like and rest and sort of like find photo opportunities and things like that that you can post. And it's just, you're just part of an imaginary community. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been doing that during lockdown. And you get a medal and everything. So what I'll do is I'll set up a website and you can just like pay, pay as much as you want, 10 or 20 quid, whatever. You run <laughs> my imaginary ultra. And it's 50 miles long. It'll be brilliant. And you get to eat as much as you like. And at the end, you can you know, cross an imaginary finish line and you know, post it. And then... And also because Garmin's dead, who's going to care you <laughs> So I think it's the next big thing. If we go into another... Oh, brilliant. Imaginary ultra. Imaginary imaginary ultras. So the imaginary 10K. Oh, just convince your head that you've done it. And you know, the, the power's amazing. Get a medal oh, yeah. for medal hanger and, and you're away. So next <laughs> big thing. Watch this space. Imagine. Watch it, all right? Cool. Okay, let's move on to this race or not. Oh, race or not? Yeah. It's my turn to hit you sure with something. Yeah, so race or not, if you've not heard this before, is I'm going to hit John with three names of races and they're either real or no real. And he has to decide if they're real or no real. That's it. Uh, it's simple but challenging. Yeah. Yes. So, I was thinking to enter this one, John. The Walking Dead 24 hour trail race. Oh, Walking Dead. That's a race. That's an event. The Walking Dead 24 hour trail race is not an event. Oh, my God. Get in. One hell. <laughs> but this is great because these are things that we can create. Exactly. <laughs> that, that okay. Sell out. <laughs> that would sell out. So, right. one on to you. 
1-0. Right. The dirty German endurance race. No, that is not a race. That is not an event. The dirty German endurance race is a race. Oh, for the love of the wee man. John, there's no way back for this. No, I'm good. You've got <laughs> to hang down. You're, like, you're you, go for the, you can go for the granny, though. Oh, well, I'm good for the first granny. Anyway, the dirty German endurance race takes place in Pennypack Park, Philadelphia. Really? And in a virtual environment this year yeah penny park penny pack park easy for me to say that is where that race i mentioned last week the sloppy cuckoo is it that's in penny park park philadelphia must be some place that well they've also got the the naked bavarian and the naked nick but the dirty german you could have used them in future weeks Listen, I've got plenty in the bank. <laughs> it gives the third day. Okay, third one is Run Forest Run. I'm going to say that is a race. So Forest Gump theme, theme obviously. Aye. I'm Gump. going to say is is an event. Is a race. All right, okay. Well, you slid in at the back post and tapped <laughs> into an empty net. Just. <laughs> Just to give yourself a wee bit of respect on the scoreline, 2-1, it is a race. Where's that? Where's that run, Forest, run. Yeah. Let me find out. It's in the University of Notre Dame. Oh, wonderful. The 5 and 10K. Cool. Okay. Um, oh. I've seen a lot of activity on my social media stuff about the Octorada, virtual Octorada running festival. Lots oh. of sign-ups. Loads of sign-ups are happening with that. I've seen a lot of people. I'm actually as good as well, you know. I've seen a lot of people out running together again. People are allowed to yep. do that, obviously socially distant. But it makes such a difference for some people. I'm a bit of a lone wolf in that I just like running myself. But um, yep. I've noticed a lot of people out running in twos and threes. And one of the things, actually, I sent a message on Friday about is getting job PKC started up again. We're going to look at getting that going again. That's a running group we've got within Perthic and North Council. So looking to get that going, get the job leaders back. I've attended a couple of sessions with Jog Scotland online, Jog Scotland and Sam H. Yep. Um, just they're giving you advice about what you need to do and um, to yeah, keep everybody safe. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get that going soon. I guess that's something else we can maybe get, get speaking about. I am. Um, you mentioned about Garmin being done. In my preparation for the double dare, which is the 10k and the half marathon at the virtual Octorada Running Festival, uh-huh. I have decided that I'm coming off Strava for a month. So you'll not see any activity for me on, yeah, so just to try and get myself in a bit of shape. A Strava cleanse. Strava cleanse. Sometimes you become a wee bit, you know me, sometimes yep. you. I become a bit obsessed with the watch, you uh-huh. know? so I'm just not not wearing that. Uh, I think that's a great idea. You know, so uh, um, and also you'll then be able to unleash the beast come the, the ARF actual weekend when your training's been going delightfully well, and you come out and just smash smash your PBs all over the shop. 
That's going to be my hashtag, unleash the beast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was, the, I was reading a book by, what's the guy's name? Tony Robbins, I think his name is. And it was Awaken the Giant or something. Uh-huh. And somebody said, Susan said to me, what book are you reading? I said, it's called Unleash the Beast. <laughs> it was called Awaken the Giant. I read it halfway through and he started speaking about Donald Trump and that would be finished. So anyway, right. back to the charity show. I unleash the beast. So before you finish about the, the, the whole Garmin Strava um, situation at the moment, um, one, it's 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 on the BBC News website and things like that. Who 10 years ago would have thought that uh, um, activity tracker going down would, would be worldwide news? Um, mm. if, do you know what I mean? But something that I've noticed personally is that I spend a lot of time on Strava. Do you know, like kudos and people and commenting on runs and, and I like to, you know, just keep an eye on my circle of friends and people that I run with and, you know, make sure that, you know, I've quite enjoyed no having to do that, no feeling the pressure having to do that. That's right. Great. But it's like, and it's made me evaluate probably how much sort of informal time I spend just flicking through it and kudos and people. And I've quite, I'm quite enjoying a wee bit of Strava downtime. Ah, it's good. It's good now and again. It's because it, it tends to be something you do on your phone, isn't it? And yeah, it's another reason to have your phone in your hand to be doing that. It's good to spend time off of uh-huh. off of phones. So, but yeah. hopefully, folk will listen to this on their phone. Obviously. Ah, yeah. I mean, podcasts and this one especially on your phone is essential. But yeah, you know, Strava and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it'll be back. It'll come back, and I'm sure I'll imagine that the uploads are going to happen when that server kicks back in. My God, there'll be steam coming out. Their IT department's going to be, well, one, somebody's going to get a kick up the ass. <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to get some overtime, aren't they? Right. And what we should say as well, what I would like to say, I'm thinking of loads of about kindness just now. Oh. Let's think about all the, the Garland staff just now. Didn't be, didn't be berating them on social media. They're working as hard as they can to get stuff back. So And the um, majority of us use it. it. It's free. Aye. You know, okay, you pay for your watch. Mm, quite expensive ways for some of them and stuff like that. Others, no so. Do you know, there's a good range of watches there. Um, you pay for your watch. But the actual ongoing service for Garmin is, is free. Um, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Garmin Connect's quite, No, a lot of folk just simply use Garmin Connect. Yeah. Strava. But Garmin yeah. Connect itself is a good app. You know, you can there's loads of information in there as well. Again, if you're not a runner and you think what are you talking about Garmin Connect, go and Google it. It's um it's just a, an activity tracker. But there's calendars in there, you can load in running plans, all that sort of stuff. So and you can have friends on there too, but a lot of folks just seem to bypass Garmin Connect. Yeah. Strava seems Strava's a wee bit like Facebook, isn't it? It's the platform people will use unless you're Twitter and Instagram. It saves you using Facebook and boring all your non-running friends. <laughs> <laughs> John, I wouldn't have, I'm not talking about you there by any stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's wrap this up, man. Yep. Let's wrap this up. So, well done in your virtual 50. That's good. Thank, thank you. Awesome. Maybe what we could do is we could you're saying that John Robb's doing Glen Lyon. See how he gets on. Maybe get him on to talk about that a wee bit. Because it's a good, 
It's a good and ultimate, maybe mention is Sam Miller because that's his biggest week by some stretch. And he's done over 100 miles in the week. I've never done over 100 miles in a week. No. So um, we'll maybe get the pair of them on and, and see what they're thinking about things. I'm sure that would be a right. last. Definitely, definitely. We'll sort that one up. Okay, that's cool for the day. So I will say bye bye to everybody. Stephen, I'll let you do the same. Yeah, cheerio, everybody, and bye, John. Cool. Stay safe.